Today, our first reading is the third of three days about the golden era of the kingdom of Israel, about the triumph of King Solomon in the early years and the mid-years of his rule. And today we hear about how he was a witness through the coming of the Queen of Sheba, a woman of great power from a far-off exotic place. And she came because she recognized through Solomon God's great love and great power. And while we don't hear this passage on Sundays at Mass, we do hear reference to this. Jesus, in both the Gospel of Matthew and the Gospel of Luke, talks about the Queen of the South. And this is reference to this passage in the Old Testament. The kingdom of Sheba, the ancient kingdom of Sheba, is mentioned in the Bible, in the Quran by the historian Josephus and several other sources. But scholars don't know if Sheba was located in modern-day Ethiopia or on the Arabian Peninsula. Nevertheless, the point of this story is clear. A powerful woman from a far-off exotic place heard of Solomon's wisdom and prosperity and came to see it. She was impressed by Solomon. And Solomon's motions, Solomon's actions, made it clear that he received everything he had from God. This story has many resonances with the New Testament, especially Epiphany. Because as the kings were from far-off exotic lands and cultures, so was the Queen of Sheba, And they brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. She brought gold, spices, and precious stones. It is a message, first and foremost, about evangelization. Solomon did not go out of his way to contact the Queen of Sheba and say, you really ought to follow my God. But he was a public witness to his faith in God. The Holy Spirit did the rest. We are all called to evangelize, as proclaimed by Jesus, St. Paul, Matthew, Luke, Pope Gregory the Great, Pope Paul VI, and in November, in the first apostolic exhortation he's issued, Pope Francis, to name just a few people who have talked about that importance of witnessing to the gospel as central to our role as Christians. But I can't help thinking about one of my own experiences where I wondered, well, what can my witness really do? I was working at Holy Trinity Parish in Georgetown, um, just in Washington, D.C., and I had been assigned to do these ministries, and they were absolute failures because, as you can probably relate, my religious community kept pulling me out at the critical moments when I really needed to be there to accomplish the ministry. I had so little to show. But my supervisor there was really great. She said, you're planting seeds. You are planting seeds that others will water. You don't know what will happen. And I thought at the time, I thought, well, that's really nice, but what a cop-out. But the really neat thing about being a priest is that I get to hear so many people's stories. And I get to hear about how other people planted seeds. 
that really have made a difference. And the people who planted those seeds didn't get to hear about it. I also have the privilege as a priest to actually see some of the seeds I plant grow. And so that's part of our faith as witnesses, is to just have confidence that it does make a difference, even when we can't see it. Be an evangelist. You don't have to knock on doors and proselytize. We actually don't recommend that as Catholics. But you must be willing to proclaim your faith publicly, even if it's in relatively quiet ways. And who knows what will happen from the seeds that you plant. Maybe the plants will spring up in places like Ethiopia or Arabia.